You're listening to another episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. Here's your host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two this week. We promised you guys two episodes this week as a little Halloween special to you guys. We are here to cover week eight of the NFL season. How are you feeling, Tank? Um, currently, I'm actually not feeling too well. I have a headache, but uh, I think I don't know if it's because of the allergies in the air or if it's um, me trying to pick up the slack that you take forever to upload and get ready for a podcast. Oh, not even. Probably have a headache because it's your kid's birthday and he's probably been bouncing off the walls. Um, yeah, it is, it, you know. Uh, Halloween is my son's birthday, so he uh, turns three today. And uh, but you know what? You'll be there one day because, like yourself, you actually have a child on the way. Yeah, so uh, I'll be ready for that. But at least mine is at the end of football season. So yeah, touche. Yeah, my biggest worry is maybe having the kid during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can hear that right now, Tim. We gotta go. Honey, I just got some nacho dip. You got to let me eat it. Especially if the Giants are playing. Uh, Sorry, but that, that's not going to happen. Neither are the Cowboys. Hey, we already got our tickets. What are you talking about? Yeah, tickets to the freaking toilet bowl. Hey, at least we got tickets. <laughs> All right, we're going to start out week eight, Thursday night game, Ravens-Buccaneers. Once again, Tom Brady does not look good. That offense, the rushing does not look good. Mike Evans and Godwin were dropping passes all night. Here's my question. I mean, like you just said, I mean, they were dropping passes. Is it them who's dropping the passes? Or is it Brady who's not putting the ball where it should be? I think it's them because Brady kind of threw some like right in front of Mike Evans. If he would have just grabbed it, he would have been gone. And Evans was just dropping him. I mean, I can see it being both ways, in my opinion. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's more on the receiver so far. Brady doesn't look terrible, but, I mean, the entire night he was just dumping three-yard screens that were turning into 15, 20 yards. And that's what, honestly, any – I don't want to say you should do because, you know, you can do those long bombs, but if you can just drop those five, you know, five little yard passes and – you have your wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, you know, making it into 15, 20 yards. That's And the thing really, is, like, Baltimore's defense wasn't catching on until, like, the sixth attempt when they were in the red zone and finally stopped them. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady was uh, – even though he had that loss, he was 26 for 44, which is a very good bit of attempts. Um, he only had one, one touchdown, though, but he did uh, – he had 325 yards, zero interceptions. And uh, he was sacked three different times. Well, he has so many attempts because they can't run. That rush offense is terrible. <laughs> well, you know that you're you're right on that. And but yet Leonard Fournette was, I mean, not saying he's not a beast to this day, but I just think Leonard Fournette needs to have that that O line that can protect him, or at least open up the holes for him better. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look good. I mean. Honestly, I think going into this year, he wasn't really looking all that good. And, you know, there was the controversy of his off season where he gained like what looked like 50 to 60 pounds and he got real big. But I don't know. The Ravens defense looked okay. And they just got a new help on that defense as you they know, we, traded for Roquan Smith. We were actually talking about that uh, when uh, the um, episode yesterday. We're, did we say that we thought Rokon would go to Baltimore? And I, I think I was going to say, I think we actually said that he was going to go to Baltimore. Say, I have to look, listen back. I know I said the Buccaneers, but I think we said that he could potentially go to Baltimore. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. Like I said, I got to listen to it back also. Um, with it being my son's birthday, I kind of spent more time with him than listening yeah. to the episode. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did say it was Baltimore. Mark Andrews went down in that game, and the rookie tight end, Isaiah, likely stepped up. Eight catches, 77 yards, and one touchdown. 
Do we know how long Mark Andrews is going to be out? Uh, I think it's just one of them week-to-week type things. Like, it never said that it was, like, a serious injury. He's he's my tight end, so I definitely need to watch that. I think they just took him out to make sure nothing got aggravated and was worse. And since they have the 10 days off, they'll be okay. Yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and start in with the 1 o'clock games. Falcons. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't forget, you had... The also wonderful primetime Broncos at nine o'clock yesterday. Oh, we did. I forgot all about all about the nine o'clock game. Yeah, don't forget about that. Good old Broncos, you know. Sorry, in ESPN, since I have my two favorite teams highlighted, they give me their games first. <laughs> so it pushed the Broncos down past Falcons and Giants games. So <laughs> yeah, nine thirty. But I mean, okay, let me just say. Primetime Broncos. That's kind of why I was trying to skip them. <laughs> hey, at least they uh, got the victory. I mean, you got to give them that. Yeah, you see the stuff about Trevor Lawrence? Uh, no, I didn't. What did you, you find out? So the first three games, they were 2-1, and one, right? And you know how yeah. I was saying that they were like a good team? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence in a press conference said that there's no doubt that this team looks really good this year and people can't deny it. And then uh-huh. they lost five straight. So uh, he jinxed them. Pretty much, because they are now two and six. Oh, well, he needs to shut his mouth next time. I don't even think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I think he's more – I think, honestly, he, he's a better quarterback in uh, college. Well, that's because he had a winning team always. He's never experienced a loss. They said even in high school, he had never lost. Are you stuffing your mouth? No. Oh, sounds like you're eating. But, no, yeah, I, I remember when um he had got his first, very first loss, and – it was a big to do uh, to do deal with or whatever, um, due to him not having to ever feel what a loss was. Well, his very first game in the NFL was a loss. That's what I'm saying. So that that's what he was. He's not used to that. I don't but, know. I don't think this Jaguars team looks good anymore. Like at the beginning, I said that they had playoff potentials, but cool. At one time, you even said, "Well, we already saw the Super Bowl." game this week i think it was what week two or three in week three when they were playing the eagles and you're like we've already seen the you know super bowl contenders and i'm like who is it and you're saying philly and jacksonville so i still even... have solid idea that philly's going oh yeah honestly i i wish uh wish they wouldn't but Honestly, we'll get into them so we'll we'll get into the Eagles later when we talk about their game but just well, know, why don't we just jump into them now? We don't I mean, need to say anything you, else about Broncos, Jaguars. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about your other team, Falcons. No, we'll, but... we'll just go right into the Eagles. All right, okay, well, let's go Eagles. right into the Eagles. Eagles beat the Steelers 35-13. And let me just tell you this um, real quick. When I was watching the game a little bit, I honestly thought, wow, Steelers might be able to pull an upset. Within the first three or four minutes, I said that. After that, I was like, yep, I was wrong. I should have never even opened my mouth. Well, they kept it close for, like, the first half, and then the second half, they just let it go. And But, you know, again, um, what I was going to say about the Eagles, I looked at the rest of their schedule, and the Eagles' schedule is easy. Oh, it's crazy easy. That's why I gave the Eagles, like, a 13-4 and record this year. Let's – Let's see. I forget who they play. I know they still got the Giants. Twice. They got Washington once, Dallas once. So, they're facing – they face the Texans this Thursday. Easy blowout. They – that's at Texans. And then they face at home Washington on a Monday night game. Yeah, that's an easy win. And then they face at – they go on the road to the Colts. When – win. They are home against the Packers. Oh, hopefully the Packers figure things out by then. If if the Packers have their bye-bye, no, the Packers don't have their bye-bye then. They're week 14. That's another loss. So then you have their home again against the Titans. I think that might stump them. I think, yeah, I can see them losing that one. Then they're away against the Giants. Loss. So you're giving them two losses in a row? Yeah. 
Okay. And then they, they're away again at Chicago, which is an easy win. Yeah. Then they're away on Christmas Eve at Dallas. Loss. So there's three. And then they're home against the Saints. When? And then they're home against the Giants. When? No, loss. So you're going to say Giants are going to beat them twice? No. Take the first time that I said the Giants would win. Take that out. I think the second time the Giants win because Philly benches their starters because they already locked yeah, uh, for the advantage. That's what I was going to say. I honestly feel that the Giants are going to lose the first meeting, win the second meeting. Normally when the Giants are in Philly, they normally win. And that's the very last game of the season for the Giants or the Eagles in Giants. Yeah. I think I think that the Giants would beat them in the last game. So I mean, they they have a easy and I mean easy schedule. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Actually, was I just I feel that the, the they have the easiest schedule to, to play the rest of the season, and they had the easiest schedule to start. So they they said that Dallas and Philly were tied for the easiest schedule this year. I mean, I don't feel like Dallas really had an easy schedule. They play pretty much the exact same people that the Eagles play. But, I mean, we, we lost to the Tampa Bay. And then we lost to the, um, shoot. The Eagles. Yeah. yeah I knew what I was talking about. So you both to... play the Bears. You both play the Lions. You both play Houston. You both play Jaguars. So I, both play I the give Colts. them. I give them a four four game loss, but they're still going to win the NFC East, and they're definitely going to win number oh, one winning the NFC. Yeah. So, but what's your thoughts about uh, Kenny Pickett? Terrible, like always. That offense is terrible. Najee so Harris looked terrible in that game. So again, you're saying Mitchell Trubisky needs to get back in. Oh, 100%. Trubisky was way better than Pickett. So what? What is? What do you think? What What do you think the uh, coaches are thinking right now in their head? That... I think Tomlin's just thinking that oh, he's a rookie. We should just keep him out there so he can learn and do better next year. So do you think do you think Tomlin's going to return next year? I don't see why you get rid of Tomlin after just one year. I'm not saying they would, but I mean, once because once his contract up, do you know? I don't know. Well, let's get away from this game and let's go in straight into the Falcons. Well, I have one one more thing about that game. Did you see okay. about AJ Brown this morning? Um, yeah, I saw that he he had a drug test and yeah, they, he said something about a drug test. He tweeted out saying that of course he would get drug tested after having three first quarter touchdowns and a hundred some yards. I mean, do you do you blame the NFL or do you blame what do you what do you I think it's stupid. Just because a player has a good game doesn't mean you have to drug test them. They do it all the time. He he shouldn't. I feel he should have not gotten drug tested. I feel like he was being not. I don't want to say what's the word. I don't want to. I don't even know the word I'm trying to think of now. But they're like outing him. Exactly. I think that it's stupid to do something like that. Just like the one year when Kaepernick and Eric Reed were like standing together and there was that whole thing but eric reed got a contract with the team like every morning they drug tested him yeah but all right we'll stray away and now for the third time we'll try and go to the falcons and panthers game <laughs> and listen listen we i thought we were going to get rid of all the overtime games but again we had an overtime game last week i don't think we did that's what i'm saying i thought we were getting rid of them i actually think we went that, two weeks that- in a row without one yeah, but let's let's just say Falcons won 37, Panthers 34 in overtime. Um, the only thing I really got to say is I feel like the the flag when um, oh DJ Moore when he had that 60 plus yard touchdown and he took that helmet he took his helmet off. I honestly think that was a stupid, stupid flag. I mean, yeah, I understand you're not supposed to take your helmet off, but at the same time. Look at these celebrations that everybody's doing these days. Back in the day when I was 
you know, younger. You you had all kinds of celebrations, and now you you get flagged for this or that on, on celebrations. So, it, personally, they shouldn't have thrown the flag. Just the way that the way that I look at it, why did they throw a flag when the flag was that he was on the field and took his helmet off? He wasn't on the field. He stepped out of the back of the end zone. When a player yeah. steps out of the back of the end zone, they are off the field. Yes. So I think that they gave them a penalty for no reason. It screwed the Panthers from winning. And yes. then it went into overtime. The Falcons threw an interception on like their own 20-something. Then the Panthers kicked a field goal and missed, and they basically lost the game because of it. Yeah, it was uh, it was looking bad with the field goals on the Panthers' side. Like I said, that 60-plus, I mean, with D.J. Morgan, that 15-yard penalty, it backed them up to making it, you know, instead of a single chip shot, pushed them back to the 40-some yard line to kick a field goal for an extra point. Not a field goal, just an extra point. And then, like you said, in overtime, they missed the field goal, so – they got a – if I was the coach, I'd be getting that uh, kicker. You, know, you better be getting some kicks in, get some reps in. Well, I don't think that this kicker's good anyways. I don't, who is their kicker? Do you know by any chance? Eddie Pinero. That's it. That's it. I'm I not – go ahead. I can't remember if he was the one that double-doinked or not. No, it was Cody Parkey. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but, I mean, Panero, he worked. He was on the Bears, and he, like, missed a bunch of stuff, like field goals and extra points and stuff. So, I, some of these, I don't know how they get extra chances because they're, they're not good. I mean, you got to, I guess, just have, have to do what you're doing. So... I don't know. They just don't look good. A lot of these kickers, honestly, aren't looking good right now. Let's see. Eddie Pinero. Dag one. So, since being in the league, uh, 2018, he was undrafted. He went. He was Oakland Raiders. And then in 2019 to 2020, he was Chicago Bears. He was either on the – a squad member only were just off season for the Indianapolis Colts on 2021. Again, for the Washington football team in 2021, he was off season or practice squad. And then he was on the Jets for 2021. And then now he's on the Carolina Panthers 2022 to present. He's made 45 out of 52 field goals, uh, which is at 86.5%. His longest is 54 yards well i i don't know i think if i'm the panthers i'm looking for another kicker who would you go out and try to get i don't even know who's out there is dan bailey still on or did he fully retire he probably retired at this point i don't think he's been with a team in like the last three years i know he was with dallas and then i know he went up to minnesota which i was really pissed when they got rid of him I'm pretty sure Blankenship signed with somebody else. Or I would have said to go for him. Oh, yeah, Blankenship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's with Arizona. So, all right. Well, since I brought up Dan Bailey and the Cowboys, you want to go right into the Cowboys game? Not really because of the Cowboys, but sure, we'll go into it. <laughs> well, how about them Cowboys? He played the Bears. I don't care if we played the Bears or the Schmears. We still got that W, and now we are second in our division. Cowboys 49, the Bears 29. You got any uh, takeaways on that game? The only thing from that game that I was really impressed by was all of the Michael Parsons stuff and Tony Pollard. I-, I will say that Tony Pollard is definitely the running back number one, although Jerry Jones literally said today that he's still making Zeke number one. Dude, don't make me – get into that because I told you, especially in last uh, or yesterday's episode, that, yeah, 
Jerry Jones needs to be slapped because Zeke is not our running back number one. Our running back should be Tony Pollard. I mean, look at him. He had three touchdowns yesterday. Um, and you said something about Parsons. Do you want to elaborate on that? Well, I mean, you know, what do you have, two, three sacks that game, that fumble recovery where he literally ran across the field to grab it and run? Well, not only that, – that, that was the thing I wanted to bring up about Michael Parsons is he, um, he, he picked up the fumble, and I felt like the Bears' defense just legit – Stopped what they were doing. And like, oh, oh, Justin Fields jumped over him and didn't even touch him. Was that Justin Fields who jumped I over him? I think it was. I think, I they, think it was, but it might have been. Well, I think he said in a press conference that Fields jumped over him and just didn't even stop. Like, didn't touch him or anything. So, he just got up and ran. Yeah. But let's go back to, to Pollard real fast. Um, he, was, he had 14 carries, 131 yards, three touchdowns, as long as it was 54. Um. Those, like you said, Parsons and Pollard were my two biggest uh, eye catchers on that game. I mean, Dak looked pretty good to be back. I'm sorry, say that again. You were breaking up. I said Dak looked pretty good coming back. He he, he wasn't bad. I'm not saying he was back to what he used to be. Oh, I don't think bad. he'll ever be back to what he used to be. See, Dak Prescott, he had he was 21 for 27, 250 yards, two TDs. He did have an interception though, and he did get uh sacked one time. Yeah, so I mean he looked pretty good out there. Like I told you, now would be the perfect time to bring him back. You got you know bears and you had the lions. Yeah, I mean. I, I agree that, you know, it is good time to bring him back, but I don't know. Again, we're on that, that, that subject where I think Cooper Rush should have stayed in to have a, see how far he could have taken us. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody would agree that they should have waited and see how far Cooper Rush could have taken you, but they didn't care. They wanted to, they wanted to just put Dak right back in. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I'm not, I don't I'm not even Mike think McCarthy. McCarthy. I'm not, you know, Jerry Jones. So I'm not making those big dollars. I don't even think that's on McCarthy. I think that's just all Jerry. I think if you are a coach for the Cowboys, you have no say. You don't have, I mean, you, you really, I feel you really don't have a say, but you have a say like 1%, if that means, you know, 1%. Mm, I don't know. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's try away to another game, another 1 o'clock game. We had the Dolphins versus the Lions. We had Dolphins 31, Lions 27. I think that was probably one of the most exciting games of this whole week. I mean, I yeah, the, the ending for the Panthers and the Falcons game was exciting. The ending to the Cardinals and Vikings game was exciting. But this one, it was just like back and forth the entire episode, entire week. Yeah, I, honestly, at one time, um, I was – I saw in the highlights, so I was, and Lions were looking really good. And I'm like, holy crap. Don't tell me that they're going to beat the Miami Dolphins. But to my surprise, they didn't. And um, Tua had a remarkable game. He, he had a field he was, day. He had a tw- – he was 29 for 36, 382 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. But – he did get sacked twice. His overall rating was a 138.7. But I mean, when you get when, even if you get those sacks and you're putting up those yards, nobody's gonna be able to stop you. I think the biggest takeaway from the game is that yeah, the secondary looks terrible on Detroit, but av- out of the whole team with 26 rushing attempts, only 107 yards was given up. That's really good for how much that they kept going back and forth that game. Detroit would not let Miami run at all. Yeah, which is good. I mean, you can hold up their run, and you got to force them past. You're going to take a better chance of getting those, you know, interceptions or incompletes and stuff like that. But when you have Tyreek Hill and you have Waddle. You got serious people to cover if that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you can stop the run on Miami, that's good. But, I mean, when 
Hill has 12 catches for 188 yards, and Waddle has eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you still are losing in that end. I mean, but what's your thoughts about Hill not getting a touchdown? Dude, Hill has only had one game with a touchdown, and that was against Baltimore, and he has not gotten one cent. But so, he's yeah. still putting up over 100 receiving yards every week. So, I mean, so I looked I, – I just clicked on his, his uh, stats for the season. He's had 69 receptions. He's leading first. He's leading the uh, – the NFL with 961 yards. However, he is second or tied 39th for two touchdowns. It's, I mean, congratulations! You're getting the, you're helping your team get down there. But if I was him a little, a little bit, if I was him, I'd be a little upset because you're paying me all this money. Yeah, I'm getting the ball by, you know, getting you down the field and catching balls, but you're not giving me any touchdowns. Like, I don't know. I'd be, I, I would I be a little be upset. upset I wouldn't. Really? Yeah, because everybody's got their eye on Waddle through the field. So Tyreek's open in the field, and they're like, oh, well, then let's cover, cover Tyreek. And then that's when Waddle's open. It's a back and forth game that are helping each other out. Oh, I think if you're Tyreek, touchdowns don't matter as long as you are getting the ball down the field and your team's still scoring. I don't know. I guess I guess I have the mentality of when I was playing backyard football with my friends, I always I, I always had, had, had goals that when I was playing a game, I at least had to have one touchdown a game. And if I didn't, I was pissed. I know. I think that since Hill is on pace to break the receiving record – I think it's okay with not getting touchdowns. It doesn't really matter that much. I mean, again, I'll accept it. Okay, so we're going to jump into another game. Since we said about how it was a good game close to the end, we have the Vikings versus the Cardinals. Vikings on top, 34-26. The Cardinals are now 0-1 since Call of Duty's came out. Since, you know, there's that whole spiel about Kyler Murray does terrible whenever Call of Duty's come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember you texting me yesterday. I think it was texting. might have been snap. I can't remember. But you were saying something to the effect that, you know, Kyler's being dumb again. And then I sent you something back saying – what, how bad is he doing? And you're like, well, now he's turning around. Um, from what I saw in the highlights, I feel like he was doing actually better than than you probably would have or willing to give him. I mean, yeah, they got the the loss, and but at the same time, Kyle Murray had he was 31 for 44, 326 yards. He had three touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, you don't really want those interceptions, and he did get sacked four times. But still, I mean, he was putting up the yardage. He was putting up the numbers. He was he was doing, the, I feel like, the best he could um, for his team. I don't know. I think that it's just how it is every year. Well, not every year, every game. Kyler looks terrible the first two quarters, and then he just apparently flips a switch during the second half, and he looks like he's an amazing quarterback. Well, maybe it's his coach lighting a fire up in his ass and during halftime. Well, he should, but I don't know why I mean, he needs to take that long. Yeah, shouldn't. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he had 12 receptions for 159 yards, um, one touchdown. His longest was 33 yards, but they given him an average of 13.3 yards a reception. So do you, do you feel that Hopkins is back to being Hopkins? One hundred percent. Do you ever? Do you think he ever lost a step? I'm gonna say. I was about to say. I don't even think Hopkins has ever not looked like Hopkins. You might be right on that. See, because last year he still looked good too. The only problem why people were thinking that he wasn't looking good is because he got hurt. Sorry about that. I was eating something drink, but yeah, no, I. 
I think he he's back to being well, not really back. I think he's doing great. You know, he's never lost that step. Yeah, I would say I don't think he ever lost a step, and I don't know why people are saying he is losing his step. So, well, let's get out of that game if you don't. Unless you have anything else to say. Well, the only other thing I had to say is. Once again, Jefferson didn't look good the first half, and then the second half he started to look good. But he's not looking explosive like everybody thought he would this year, especially me. I mean, six catches, 98 yards. But, like, the first half he had two catches for, like, 30 yards. That was it. Yeah, Jefferson's – I think Jefferson's not going to be looked at as the MVP now. No, I think if any receiver – because. I don't think a receiver is going to, but if any receiver would, it would definitely be Tyreek Hill. Granted, I I, I grant that wish. <laughs> Say, but, I I think Tyreek would look be looked at, but that's about it. Yeah. So let's like you said, let's get out of that game and let's go to. I don't want to say it was an upset play. It was a game that I did not see being the way it was, and that was the Saints versus the Raiders. Saints on top, twenty-four to zero. What what's your exact thoughts on that game? My exact thoughts are a hell yeah, Alvin Kamara. Well, I mean, Alvin, besides that, hell yeah, Alvin Kamara finally doing something, getting three touchdowns when he's had none this whole entire season. And then he gets three touchdowns and gets me 42 points in fantasy. Well, you know what really fucked me on that game? And I, I'm sorry if we're not allowed to cuss, but I just said that. I decided, oh, you know, I'm going to start Carter over Rodgers. Rodgers is not doing all that great. And, and against um, Buffalo. Yeah. Carter shit on me. I only got 1.6, 1.7 on that on him. Like, yeah, well, you're lucky because the guy you played had 1.2 from Adams. Oh, yeah. Adams shit the bed. I mean, he only had – I think he only touched the ball twice and he only had two yards out of the, out of the whole game. Like, yeah. Adams even looked like shit. Yeah, I think Adams looked He did not get an assault charge. At least he didn't get an assault charge. But the the running back, Josh Jacobs – I mean, the last two weeks, he's had like 30-plus points in fantasy, and this guy gets seven points this week. Well, it's the Raiders. That's the Raiders. There's a thing that there's been four teams where every game they've given up at least 20 points. One was the Lions. One, I can't remember. It was the Lions. I can't remember who. The, the Chiefs. And then the Saints and the Raiders. And now the Saints can officially be taken off that list because of, you know, having the Raiders give them a goose egg. Yeah, that that goose egg looks really bad. So. Like, legit, did you even get off the plane to show up to this game? uh, It was just an awful game all around. Yeah. We'll just go ahead and quickly go into the last 1 o'clock game, Patriots-Jets. Jets finally fall, and what did I say? I said without Brees Hall, this Jets team would not look as good as they've been. Yeah, you did say that. But, you know, um, do you do you think Zach Wilson is the answer, or do you think they no, need to put – No, Flacco was way better. I was going to say, do you feel like they need to put Flacco back in? I felt like Flacco was a way better quarterback. Okay. Flacco spread the ball out and used all of his receivers – Wilson, like, refuses to throw it to, like, two of the receivers. So, but I did say that in the – when we were talking about the Jets' record and what they could do, I did say that the first time they play the Patriots, they would lose. Then they would go on and play Buffalo and lose, and then they would be pissed, and they would take it out on the Patriots. So, so far, I could be correct on that. Well, time will see. Time will see. But – yeah, the Jets scored a last-second touchdown and then tried to onside, and it did not work because, you know, onsides only work like 5% of the time. Yeah, you got to have a really good onside kicker. And, I mean, the Jets' offense didn't really look all that impressive either. 
I, I will say I like their helmets. Yeah, their uniforms look really good. But, I mean, you had on the Patriots side, Mac Jones, 24 for 35 with a touchdown and interception. Ramondre Stevenson, 16 yards for se- uh, 16 carries for 71 yards. So, but he had seven catches for 72 yards. But other than that, the only other person who got more than like two catches was Jacoby Myers. Everybody else got one or two catches. And if you paid attention, we talked about Jacoby Myers in yesterday's uh, episode. Yeah, that there's talks of him getting traded. But I mean, if you look at that, he just was explosive for your team. Why would you try and get rid of him? But then when we look at the Jet side, Brees Hall last week had, even before he went in, got down on injury, had like 70, maybe 80 yards on like 10 carries. Yesterday, Michael Carter, seven carries for 26 yards. James Robinson, five carries for 17 yards. That was awful. They only ran the ball 15 times. And one was Zach Wilson just trying to avoid a sack. Yeah. The Patriots, I felt like, looked decent in defense. See, I want to say that, but I also just feel like the Jets just look that bad on offense. Okay, so let's agree to disagree and disagree to agree. Now, let's get right into the 4 o'clock games. And you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and get it out, out of the way. And I have a feeling you know what I'm talking about. I'm glad you're getting it out of the way. <laughs> the Titans over the Texans, 17-10. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going for. <laughs> I had to play with your little heartstrings there for a second. Look, no, I want to go into that game. So, no, we're not going into that no, game. No, I want to go into that game. Well, no, I say let's, since I Giants, no, Giants, Giants, Seahawks. No, we're going to Titans, Texans real quick. No, I know. We're doing Colts, Commanders. All right, fine. We can do the Colts, Commanders. Oh, my gosh. The Colts lost. To the commander, 17-16. I'm surprised. Let me tell you, actually, that was a very shocking game. Not really shocking, but to come down to the wire the way it did, um, it, it was it was actually a pretty decent game at the end, I'll say that, when uh, Colts were leading 16-10. And I think there was only maybe like a minute and a half left. Yeah, I think it was on another two-minute warning. I was gonna say I think it was under definitely under the two minute warning. I think it was a minute and a half, but Taylor Heineke um, connecting with uh, McLaurin. And, See, and I told you to play McLaurin in fantasy, and and I did. I, I know, I know you did. I had a feeling. I, I even asked you because I actually said, "Would you play Gordon or McLaurin?" And you said McLaurin. I said, "Okay, I'm going with your gut." But so I thank you. I actually, I, I wouldn't have played Henderson that week. I would have played Gordon over that. You would have played who? I would have played Gordon over Henderson. But you know what? I still got the victory. Yeah, you still got the victory, but that's because his team shit the bed. So I'm still number one in the division and league. But we're not going to get into that. Do you have anything else to talk about the Commanders and Colts game? I mean, other than, like I told you, Taylor Heineke is the answer to that team. And people were trying to, like, go on and on about how Carson Wentz was a way better quarterback. No, Heineke is the better quarterback. He knows that team. He knows how to lead them to victories. Heineke is not the answer. He's better than Carson Wentz. That's what I was going to say. He's not the answer, but he is better than Wentz. Why wouldn't you say he's the answer, though? Because I don't feel he is the starter. I feel like there's... From from last year to this year, I just I feel like he was on a downward spiral, and I just don't feel like he. I don't. I just don't feel he's the answer. I mean, what else am I supposed to say? He's I know. Not, I think he's good. He just needs to learn to do better in the pocket and when he's under pressure. But I mean, like we saw yesterday, under pressure, he was very good. Again, like I said, he's a he's not a he's not terrible. He's not a horrible quarterback, but he I, I he's not. I don't feel he's the answer. Do I feel that Wentz needs to sit out for the rest of the season? Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. I think Heineke needs to take over for the rest of the season. So, but on the other side, Colts they don't look good again. 
I mean, again, Sam Ellinger isn't the answer either. No, definitely not. Honestly, I would have just played Nick Foles at that point. Yeah. Do you think Nick Foles is the answer? I don't think he's the answer, but I think he's the better of the three. Who's the other quarterback there? Carson Wentz. No, Carson Wentz is not Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan. That's right. That's right. Because so he have... got sent. He he was. Uh, what's his name? Was sick of it. Oh yeah, freaking Frank Wright was just sick of it. The good old sick of it. But yeah, so you had Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and um, Tagun. Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and Nick Foles. And I think Nick Foles is who should be the starter. Well, maybe we should uh, put a petition out there and get them to try to get that to happen. Well, apparently they reached out to Andrew Luck to see if he would come back. Andrew Luck's not going to ever come back. Oh, no. Especially because now he's, what, close to his 30s or past his 30s, and he hasn't played in three years. But he's he's – his biggest issue was the, the concussions. Uh, well, his neck injury, too. Well, that, too, but his the concussions were scaring him, and so he called it quits. And I mean, I don't blame him. Look at Tua. Which, fun fact, three years ago, he was my third overall draft pick in fantasy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had him, Baker Mayfield, and Deshaun Watson. And- Ew. And I traded away Deshaun Watson to get a better running back. And then literally two days later is when Andrew Luck announced he was retiring. Oh, wow. Well, the problem was is I didn't have service, so it auto-drafted for me. So, like, you know how when you'll put a flag next to the person of who you would want? Yeah. Well, if you don't adjust your lineup, they just hit it as soon as what it is. Ah. So my first pick was a running back. I don't remember who it was, but then it literally went – and gave me Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Baker Mayfield, all in a row. And I was like, great, now I have these three quarterbacks all in a row. You daggone QB. Yeah, I think I got I think I got fourth that play that year. And this year you're getting going to get seventh. I think a fifth. I think I'll be middle of the pack. Okay. But okay. Giants, Seahawks. No, we got to go back to the Titans. No, we're doing Giants, Seahawks. Why are we going to do that one? Because Giants, Seahawks. Okay. So let me let me introduce to you all the Seahawks. Like I told you, they were going to beat your G, man. Look, I said that the Seahawks were going to win anyways. I didn't think the Giants would win that game. You, you, you did say that they were going to win at one time. I don't think it was on the podcast. I don't think – I think it was we when we talked in person that or something. I remember you saying that that was going to be your toughest game or one of the toughest games, but you had a feeling that you all could have pulled it out. No, I said that was going to be our toughest game, and we'll see what the team is about. Well, I knew we were going to lose that game, and now we see where all of our def our, our defaults are, where our flaws are. You want me to tell you your your biggest flaw? Special teams. Bingo. I already knew that. Didn't you all have like two muff, two or three muff yeah, punts? Yeah, two muff punts. So you definitely need to work on that. So the defensive line was also a problem. Do you think you're going to trade for anybody on the defensive line? No. I think, again, if we try and trade, all we're going to try and trade for is Jerry Judy. That's it. You're not you. You think you're going to give up on Hopkins? I don't even think we're going for anybody at this point. Like, if we were going for somebody, it should have already happened by now. Mm, we'll see. So, I think at this point, we're just not going for anybody. But I mean, Giants thirteen to twenty-seven. We had it close at one point, and then that muff punt screwed us. I think this is the first game that Daniel Jones did not look good. This is the first game Saquon did not look good. Well, Daniel Jones, he was 17 for 31, 176 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Dang, only five sacks on him. Exactly. I mean, 
When you I mean, can get to that QB and you can put the hurting on him like that. Well, I think our biggest problem is we had two offensive linemen out. That's what you always say. Oh, that's what all of y'all say. My offensive line was down. My offensive line. Okay, the Giants have <laughs> seven, like, one, two, three-year player offensive linemen. What are we supposed to do? They're still learning. You better tell them to learn faster. Again, I still think the team looked good. At least we got a touchdown. You lost to the Buccaneers and didn't even get one. Shut your mouth. Exactly. So, Saquon had 20 uh, touches for 53 yards, one touchdown. And yeah. Yeah, again, I I don't think it looked good in that game. But also, like I texted you yesterday, I'm perfectly okay with the loss because then we go into the bye trying to see what we need to work on. But you know what I'm happy about? We're back in the second second spot in the NFC East. And I think quick question. Quick question. Since we had already talked about the Eagles, Cowboys, the Commanders, now your game. Do you feel that the NFC East is the best division now? Oh, 100%. We have, I think it said that we have 23 total wins between all four of us. That's the most in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think we were 20. I can't remember how many wins we got. 27, I think it said. 24. The only division that I feel like has a chance of competing with us is the AFC East. And then that shows you both AFC and NFC East are the top divisions. In the AFC East, you have the um, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots. Yeah. So I think those are the that's the top division. Now, I, wouldn't mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing Buffalo Bills versus Eagles in the Super Bowl. See, that's what I would like, but I also feel like that's two toxic fan bases. Oh, very toxic. Where are they playing Super Bowl at this year? Do you know? Arizona, I think. But since we talked about the top division in the league, let's go to the worst division in the league. Finally, you can talk about it. Titans, Texans. So, the Titans, they won 17-10. But, honestly, if you can only score 17 points on a Texans – team it says something about you oh exactly that you're horrible that you can do better come on now especially because derrick henry was running all over that team and they only got 17 points i mean i get it that was a great time to bring malik willis back but oh my god malik willis looks terrible yeah i mean you you were talking about derrick henry derrick henry had 32 touches for 219 yards he had two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns, and his longest was 41 yards. So, I mean, if he's getting – if he's running 218 yards on your team, then he should have had more points than 17. Exactly. That's all I really got to say. That's Especially my biggest because that's take Texas on defense has, like, no known names on it. Yeah. All right, so I actually want to try something here with you real quick. So I was watching TikToks with one of my coworkers the other day, and it was like, if you're not a bandwagoner of your team, name six starters. And I hate something like that. I could name six starters on every single team. Oh, don't ask me to do that. Okay, I was going to say, can you? Because I want to hear you name six starters on the Texans. Name six starters on the Texans. Brandon Cooks. That's like I can't do it. I mean, all right, you ready? Yeah, Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks, OJ Howard, Damian Pierce, Devin Stingley Jr., Nico Collins, Desmond King the second. That's seven, but okay. Well, I just wanted to give you an extra one. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to give me teams. He's like, oh, I don't think you could do it on this one. And I was like, got it. And he's like, oh, I don't think you could do it on this one. And I was like, got it. Maybe we'll have to do an episode just uh, well, here, each other. On give there. me one right now. I bet you I could do it. Uh, let's go with the Denver Broncos. Denver, dude, I could literally name you the whole entire offense. Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon. Then you got Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Bradley Chubb. 
Uh, let's see, Chris Harris. I don't think Chris Harris Jr. is actually there anymore. Patrick Sertan the second. Right. Albert O. Well, look at you go. I say I, I literally I just know every team. I, I honestly don't think there's one team I could not. Maybe the Lions. We're not going to get into it. I'm saying I think that's the only one, maybe. But we got two more games to go. 49ers, Rams, Christian McCaffrey, the man who does it all, threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown pass. Wasn't this the first time somebody's done that since 2006 or four? I would say it was either 2004 or 2006 when LT did it. Yeah, it's been a while. He's the third player to ever do it. The Rams, I feel, are still a little drunk from winning the Super Bowl. They're they're just not. They're not even. The Rams, the Rams are awful. Yeah, they're definitely. And, and we had we had talked about that a couple of episodes back about you know people who are Super Bowl champs come back and they're shitty the next season. Which these Rams are going to have to figure out something on their offense because Cooper Cup may be out for a little. Yeah, I'm, I, I saw that, and I'm going to have to look into getting somebody else to replace him. Yeah, especially because you lost Mike Williams, too. Yeah. So your entire offense is going to need to get re-looked at, especially after Mr. What are you now, 7-1? and one? Yeah, I'm 7-1. Seven and one. Seven yeah, and one. now you're losing all of your receivers. Yeah, I, I'm, I probably – I might shift the tank now. So I told you, you go for Joshua Palmer. With Mike Williams out, he's going to be the main target because Keenan Allen still is out. I mean, you got you got Boyd and you got um, McLaurin. But, I mean, you don't really have your running backs at this point either. I don't know. We'll see what we can do. But, damn, should have played Dalton Schultz over Hayden Hurst. That's why I dropped Hurst. He looks garbage. But, yeah, Hurst is going to kill me. I mean, you already won the game, but yeah, Terry out here with freaking 173 points. Even if he, if he played Jacoby Myers over Brandon Cooks, this man would have 183 points. I, calcul- I calculated my points. If I would have played Aaron Jones, over Kenneth Walker, and if I would have played Donta Foreman over Devonta Smith, I would have had 186 points yesterday. Well, look at you all go. Yeah. I mean, I still won, but it would have helped me let's move get, back let's, up uh, in points. Let's get right back into talking about the games. Um, like you said, the Rams just need to figure something out, and uh, that it, that's all I really have to say about that game because, come on now, Rams, you were a Super Bowl champs. Play better. Honestly, I feel like if I'm Aaron Donald, I'm looking back and getting frustrated that I didn't just choose to retire right then and there. I mean, he could have said I went out on top. Exactly. That's what Tom Brady should have done too. Last year, he should have went out on top, and then he comes back this year, and now I think he's regretting everything. 100%. Especially because All right, but let's get into the last game. What's that? said especially because of everything that's just gone down. Oh, yeah. I mean, Giselle is the third person to take a ring from him. Exactly. So, Sunday night football was the Bills versus the Packers. The Bills came out on top 27-17. And let me tell you, Josh Allen is a stud again. Honestly, I didn't think he looked that good in that game, though. Really? I I don't think he looked – I mean – Stephon Diggs looked good, and that defense looked good, but I actually think that was probably one of Allen's worst games of this year. I mean, he was I mean, he went yeah. He went 13 receptions, 118 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he had two sacks, giving him a 75.1 rating. I mean, yeah, he threw two interceptions, and he got sacked twice, and puts him at number 16 on the rankings for week eight of the NFL as a QB, but I'm still – he, Allen is – 
I think he 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 still looks good. Um, but you, oh, are I think correct. he looks good. I just think that you know it was one little hiccup game. He still looked good, but you know, I think that this is just one game he didn't look the best. Yeah, but I mean, everybody has greatest, that. But I think he looked decent. I mean, like you said, Stefan Diggs, he had six receptions for 108 yards, giving him an average of 18 yards a catch, one touchdown. So. Yeah, so I mean, tell me who his his top wide receiver is. Oh, I feel like Diggs is his only receiver. Ah, uh, yeah. Every once in a while, he'll go to Gabe Davis, but yeah, I think that Diggs is his really only target. So. We'll say Singletary looked pretty good last night, but they definitely need to try and trade for one of these running backs. Um. Guaranteed. Because Allen needs to stop running so much. Allen's going to, like, hurt himself. It's going to look like RG3 all over again. Oh, don't even bring his name up. Honestly, I felt RG3 could have had a good good career. but Oh, so do I. When he tore that, what was his, ACL or MCL? I can't remember. It, it, it fucked him up. Yeah, so, I mean, on the other side, you had the Packers where Aaron Rodgers actually kind of looked decent for once. But, you know, he didn't have no Alan Lazard. Aaron Jones actually was very good last night. Yeah, I mean, he did look decent. I don't feel like he's back to where he should be. Oh, 100% not. I mean, he was 19 for 30 for 203 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He did get sacked twice, giving him a rating of 91.4. Yeah, I say I don't think Aaron Rodgers is looking good at all either. This season, I'll just put it out there. This season is totally flip-floppy. But I will say, and I was thinking this earlier and I wanted to bring it up today, I think this Packers offense looks a whole lot better when Alan Lazard is not there. So you think Alan Lazard brings it down? See, I don't – and that's the thing, because Alan Lazard is a good receiver – but I feel like when he's out there, they don't run as much and they don't pass, like, spreading the ball out more. Like, you had Tanyan, who had five targets. You had Aaron Jones, who had five catches. Romeo Dobbs had five catches. And then you had, like, three or four people who aren't even that well-known had catches. Tour had one catch for a touchdown. Rodgers had one catch. Watson had one catch. Degora had one catch. But I feel like when it's Alan Lazard, he only focuses on Lazard. Well, do you think he only focuses on Lazard because he knows Lazard can possibly get it done? I think he just trusts more in Lazard because he's played with him longer. But like Aaron Jones, 20 carries for 143 yards. A.J. Dillon, 10 carries for 54 yards. They were actually running the ball. So... So I think the biggest thing is if Alan Lazard is not out there, that offense actually looks like it's a good offense. Well, maybe that's what they need to do then. Exactly, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to segue into your guys' favorite segment of the week. We got Pat's Picks and Player. He no longer says that he wants to be called perfect picks and players because he is far from perfect now. But go ahead and take it away, Pat. And welcome to this week's edition of Pat's Perfect Picks and Perks. Why do I sound like this? I don't know, but I'll blame it on excitement because your boy went 12-3 and three on his picks. By far my best week of the year, and I'm going to keep the trend going on week 9 because, you know, why not? So I got the Eagles over the Texans, Falcons over the Chargers, Dolphins over the Bears, Bengals over the Panthers. The Packers over the Lions, Patriots over the Colts, Bills over the Jets, Vikings over the Commanders, 
The Raiders bounce back from an abysmal performance and win against the Jaguars. Seahawks over the Cardinals. Rams over the Buccaneers. These teams are not who we thought they would be, but I think the Rams figure it out first. I'll take the Chiefs over the Titans and the Ravens over the Saints. And for this week's perk, I hate to even say it, because my perks usually do terribly and I like to avoid people from the Eagles, the team that I root for. However, I do believe this week Miles Sanders will have a wonderful fantasy performance. You know what? I will I gotta give it to Pat. He has so far um picks that are doing great this week. He is Looking like uh, he's going to have 12, maybe even 13. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Right now he has 12, and if the Bengals win, that'll be 13, but it does not look good for the Bengals. Wow, 13. Oh, I guess maybe he might need to go back to Pat's perfect picks. That's what I'm thinking. All right, Tank, are you ready for this week's quiz? You know, I, I guess I'm going to be ready, but you never gave me a clue on what my uh, subject's going to be. Well, sir, do you want a clue? Definitely. Take it away, Five Finger. That's right, Tank. This week's quiz is all about getting knocked out. NFL fights. Oh, my gosh, you're really going to stump me on this one. Yeah, the NFL brawl to end them all. I'll start you you out with something pretty easy. I hope. All right, you should be able to get this one. Miles Garrett smacked this man across the head with a helmet. Was it A, Joe Burrow, B, Big Ben Roethlisberger, or C, Mason Rudolph? C, Mason Rudolph. Correct. All right, I'll give you another easy one because the other ones kind of get a little hard then. Aqib Talib snatched whose chain after they were running their mouth? A, Doug Baldwin. B, Michael Crabtree. C, Steve Smith. Crabtree. You've already asked me that question. I, I asked you a reverse of it. So, okay, you got the You got it. Two for two right now. Oh, we should have said at the beginning that you are 10 for 12 right now. So now you're 12 for 14. All right. Back when the rivalries were a big heated thing, Cortland Finnegan got into a fight with who? A, Calvin Johnson, B, Andre Johnson, or C, Stevie Johnson? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, can I just go with – Johnson? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I give them all the last same last name to try and stump you better. Oh, you definitely stumped me. Um, like I can see it, I just can't see it. Uh, let's go. What was the names again? There was Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson, Andre Johnson, Stevie Johnson. Let's go. Let's go. Um, not Calvin, not Stevie. What was the second one? Andre. Andre, let's go with him. Correct. Woo! Andre threw him to the ground and just punched him in the back of the head to push his face into the turf even more. Oh, my. Okay, Odell Beckham had a running fight with this corner all season long. Was it A, Richard Sherman, B, Darrell Revis, or C, Josh Norman? Josh Norman. Correct. Four for four. Look at you go. I'm trying. All right. The last two are going to kind of be a little tricky. I want to. You might not get these. So Jalen Ramsey has a big mouth, and we all know it. Yes. Who got tired of his mouth on the field and clocked him? Was it, was it A. Debo Samuel, B. AJ Green, or C. Odell Beckham? I want to say C. Odell. Wrong. It was AJ Green. Oh, my gosh. That was back when Jalen Ramsey was still a Jaguar and A.J. Green was a Bengal. Well, there just went my perfect spot. All right. One more, and it's the man again. Odell Beckham was slammed by this linebacker, and when he tried to get back up, he was shoved in the face. This player would then later join the Giants the next year. Was it A, Alec Ogletree, 
B, Blake Martinez, or C, Marcus Golden? Watch, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. I'm going to go with – who? what was A and C again? A, Alec Ogletree, B, Blake Martinez, or C, Marcus Golden? Let's go with A. Correct. Alec Ogletree. I was going to say it was either A or C. Alec Ogletree tackled him out in the out-of-bounds area and slammed him down, and when Odell tried to get up, he shoved his face into his helmet and pushed him back down and got penalized for it. And then the next year, the Giants signed Alec Ogletree. Oh, wow. So you did it, Tank. You went five for six, making you 15 for 16. No, I should be. Oh, no. Yeah, you're what? 15 for I was, I was 10. 15 for 18. I was, I yeah, was 10 for 12. I don't know why I thought that there was not as many as I thought there was. But, yeah, you are 15 for 18. So that means next week if I go perfect, I will tie it back up. I don't, I don't see you uh, tying it back up, and I'm not going to give you a hint till the episode starts. Uh, I might even make you sweat it out and go a little longer. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I made you wait until it was time. You you did, and I'm not gonna lie. I was I was sweating bullets here, but you know. Did you like how I introduced it? I did. I did. I did enjoy <laughs> that, and uh, thank you because I actually got to see Five Finger Death Punch live. I know that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. So, and my uh, my wife actually, so I'm gonna make my wife listen to the to it back again and uh, when she wakes up and she'll definitely be excited okay that sounds good all right ladies and gentlemen we thank you for listening to the second episode of the week that we had for you guys remember you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok i think all of them are fresh takes underscore pod except for on instagram we are fresh takes underscore podcast and from me and from pat we'd like to say thank you and to have a good night and tank take it away Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. We've asked the fans out there what would they like to see in the NFL being trade-wise, other things that we'd like to be heard on us talking about. So always, we're, we're always willing to interact with our fans. So give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share. And you always know that on 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear us talk. So thank you for being one of our loyal fans and hope you enjoyed this treat instead of a trick this week. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. Episodes out every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time.